Hello and welcome to the Saturday Down South Podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Tom Cura. Marler, it is Casual Friday. That means we have a celebrity edition of Fourth and Wrong. Also, just recorded a great interview with our buddy, Jay Woody, who everybody knows him from the Facebook group. If you don't know that name, and if you're not in the Facebook group, you probably should be. Um, Jay does all of the, the, he shares links, he facilitates discussions, he bounces ideas off of us. Jay is like, um, Will is our, our true third-hand man behind the scenes, because yeah. Will is our producer and all that. If there was a, a fourth member of the boy band, I think Jay is it. <laughs> Jay is definitely the Kevin Federline of this group. Whoa, whoa. Maybe Joey Fatone. No, who's the guy in 98 Degrees that's like, he doesn't really sing, but he's always kind of in the background there? Joey Fatone. That, wrong, wrong boy band. But, that's but Joey okay. Fatone and Jay have the same, they have the same facial hair. Mm, okay, that's true. Joey go. Fatone lives in Orlando, fun fact. Um, yeah, a they're all from there. there. Yeah, they, uh, they're all, uh, they, they all got their start down here in O-Town. Um, we're not going to talk about O-Town today. We are going to talk about a lot of different celebrity stuff. Um, so hopefully everybody enjoyed our, just met more talking about the 2013 LSU Georgia game. Um, got some good feedback on that. Really appreciate everybody who has yeah. said something in the Facebook group about it or gave us a compliment for Zach Mettenberger's beard and that discussion. <laughs> that was so much fun. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, download that if you have not done so, but Marler, why don't we just get right into it? We don't need to waste any time. No. All right, Jamie Spence, first question. Remember, this is celebrity-themed fourth and wrong. Jamie Spence wants to know, if you could have a dinner with three famous past or present people, who would you want to join up with and why? I think we've answered this question to a certain extent, but I don't think we've answered it in several months at least, so maybe we have some new answers. I think I might have a new answer. Yeah, you go first then. Okay. Um... Topical because the Bulls documentary is coming out very Ooh. soon. Very soon. My three, give me MJ, give me Scotty okay. Pippen, and no, don't give me Dennis Rodman. Give me Horace Grant because Horace Grant's the GOAT, as Third we know. Out of the entire history so of the world. So here's the thing. Here's, here's why I've changed my, my thinking with that. I could definitely be like, hey, I'd love to sit at a table with MJ and JFK and Tiger Woods. That would be really fascinating. Don't get me wrong. But the more I thought about this type of question, and it's kind of like along the lines of the the golf, like dream for some type yeah. question, I kind of think, you know, it'd be great if I could just be a fly on the wall and I got to watch this dynamic with three people who know each other and they could just shoot it back and forth. And I'm just right. like there observing. I kind of think that would be a little better instead of being like, hey, JFK and Horace Grant probably not going to have a lot to talk about. That's yeah. going to be a me thing. That's fair. So, uh, it's weird that you bring up JFK, because he's on my list. Oh! Um, Mickey Mantle. That's a good one. They live at the same time. I'm pretty sure they slept with the same people. That's and, that, um, a lot of commonality there. The whole, yeah. um, uh, what's her name? Marilyn oh, no, Monroe. that was, Marilyn Monroe was Joe DiMaggio, Joe though. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And Joe DiMaggio and Mickey Mantle did not get along. True. Um, and then probably my mom. And I'm, I'm kidding when I say that, a thousand percent. It's Nick Saban. So, there's <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think those two would be great. I, I don't know. I kind of panicked and said saving at the end there because I'm trying to think of who else would be like like MJ. Like I would maybe Charles Barkley even over Saban. That'd be fun. Mm, you know what? Let me change it. Let me change it. It's Charles Barkley. Um, just because I mean, I, I just feel like with those three guys, just the the stories that would come about 
and talking about gambling and stuff. Mm. Oh man, that's a great. good point. That's a good point. Yeah. MJ and I, I've explained this to um, shout out to Dustin Shooty, the Saturday, our Saturday Tradition editor, who mm-hmm. he grew up a Pacers fan, and he let's just say he is not looking forward to the Bulls documentary coming out, and he hates the yeah. fact that it's ten parts. And he's like, why does it need to be 10 parts? And I keep saying this over and over again. Even though I grew up there, there was this feeling with MJ of him being so guarded. He let so few people in that there's this excitement now. When you see a, a guest list, like what what is on that, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking about like Obama's in there and you've got like Justin Timberlake and you've got Kobe in there before he passed. It's like it's insane that, that the guests that they that they got to be able to do this. And so now everybody's like gonna get this insight into MJ that we've never seen before. And that excites people even 20 years later. And so that's why MJ is an easy answer for a question like this. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, okay, next one. Next one would be, um, let me think here. So I'm playing poker. Uh, Met, okay, <laughs> we got a Joey Patone story already in here. That's why I thought you were gonna go to that. I was gonna lead into that. Okay. Um, so Emery Picker says, I met Finley, who's a famous, uh, WWE wrestler at the Mall of Georgia one time. What is your most famous, like, what, I don't say you want to hang out with, but what's your most famous wrestler or a wrestler you looked up to the most growing up? We talked about this last week a little bit. Right. But not in depth enough, because, because WrestleMania was there. Have you ever met a wrestler? I don't think I've ever met a wrestler, come to think of it. Not anybody that was... That was big time or anything like that. I mean, I've met like big time college wrestlers because I covered college yeah. wrestling back in the day, but not like you know entertainment style. But I, I grew up initially being a big Triple H guy. That he was my okay. guy. Um, the, the, I think he had green also as part of his like his logo and his his uniform and stuff. And I was a big green guy when I was eight years old, seven years old, whatever it was. Okay. Um. So that makes perfect sense. Like the green Mortal Kombat guy as well. Yeah, big on him. But then, obviously, it transitioned into The Rock. At my okay, generation, yeah, because Stone Cold was gone when I first started right. watching wrestling. So the, the Rock, hero. The Rock, truly was the people's champion. Though, I know we got a question on this too. Scotty, yep. Scotty Too Hotty. That that was the jam back <laughs> so, in the day. So my dad used to work out at this gym called Main Event Fitness, and it was owned by Sting and Lex Luger. So when I would go visit him on weekends, as my parents were divorced, I would go and just sit in the lobby, right? And it was like the only time I was like, didn't mind doing it because like you'd see every wrestler imaginable mm-hmm. and they'd be walking around with their little fanny packs that I, I didn't know at the time were not full of supplements or fun. They were full of steroids and Allegedly. they would just sit there. No, they a thousand percent were. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would like go over there and I remember, so I remember like the, the, the fun parts was like, Seeing Sting and Lex Luger and Diamond Dallas Page and all these other people. And, and I remember, like, from a very early age, because I was, like, super into wrestling growing up, my mom still tells this story where she, would, she like, we saw a bunch of them at the airport one time, flying back from, like, Boca Raton. And I was like, whoa. And I don't remember who it was, but they were all, like, chumming it up and hanging out and getting beers at, like, the airport, like, bar or whatever. And I was like, that's a... They're, they're enemies. Like, what is happening right now? Why, <laughs> why are they talking to each other? And my mom's like, you are so stupid, Chris. This is unbelievable. And so, like... I was like just distraught. And then I remember the other time um, we had, my dad was like trying to do something nice and he's, the Raven was working out. You remember the Raven? That might have been before my time. He was the worst. He was like this like very dark, mysterious. Like he would quote like Edgar Allan Poe for some reason, but it was like never correct. Right. He's like, quote the Raven, nevermore. And then he would just like, just like leave. And he came over and introduced himself to me as the Raven. 
And I remember being so frustrated with him that he did that because I was like, I know your name's not Raven. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I was like 11, just like full of attitude for no reason. And then the other one was uh, Buff Bagwell ended up becoming boys with me. He used to be a regular at, at Houston's. So Gosh. Buff Bagwell used to come in all the time. And I remember like, like a girl I dated before, Allie, we were at the airport and I see Buff Bagwell. <laughs> and I'm walking by and I was like, hey, Marcus. And he was like, Chris, what's up, man? Like, and he's like signing autographs to these people. And he like comes up, like dabs me up to say hey. And, and I was like, it was the weirdest. It was like the coolest non-cool thing that had happened to me with a celebrity, kind of. Kind of. Because like, I was like, I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. If it was like Buff Bagwell in like 1998, I would have made a huge big deal out of it. He's a good guy, though. Good old Buff. Good old Buff. Marcus. That's my name. Yeah, big Georgia fan. Oh. Um, all right, let's see. That, that question was from Emery, by the way. Um, Emery had a ton of questions in here. Yeah, there's um, a lot of humble brags. Yeah, a lot, a lot of humble brags from Emery, definitely, for sure. Um, let's see. Yeah, there's there's the story about um, his wife, Kelsey, catfishing a former UGA baseball player as well. Uh, let's go to this one from Michael Dark. What celebrity do you think you would mo? What celebrity do you think would most likely fly Spirit Airlines? That's such a good question. When I was ten, Kit Rock was on our flight from Detroit to Orlando. I like to believe that he was going to Disney World with us. You know, since he was a kid and all. That's a fascinating, fascinating question. See, you have to go with some like Kit, kid Rock is is my first default answer, and. I have a tough time not saying Guy Fieri as well. <laughs> Guy Fieri, like, Say, stop saying his name like that. If that's how his name is. Spirit that's Airlines. how his name is actually pronounced. But he wouldn't be pronounced Guy Fieri on Spirit, Spirit Airlines. It would just be. Hey Guy guys, Fieri. I'm Guy Fieri. Yeah. Um, no. Let's see. Who else could we come up with? Uh, just somebody Pat. who's like, you know, down to earth. Like, not gonna think of them. So, not last person you would see in, in first class. Um, who's that? That. Country singer John Party. Wow. Um, no, you I, I, hate I, I would say I would say. Uh, oh God, I, see that would be so sad to see. Like at least fly Southwest. Like it, like it would be sad to see somebody like like MC like Hammer because he's Grace. bankrupt. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, but he's made money back again. Um, I just had a good. Oh, like see, I, I can see like Pat McAfee flying Spirit. Like is Pat, it just Pat McAfee flies private though? Does he? Yeah, he flies private. Oh, that's good for him. Yeah, he's big time. Um, that, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question though. I, I feel like, like, so, like the guys from like not Ario Speedwagon, but uh, not like like Rat. Remember like the the the, <laughs> the band like R A T T Rat, like any crappy '80s band. Like, yeah. That's one a good of one. the sisters from Wilson Phillips probably flies Spirit. Like not all of them. Not Carney because she's got money. But I guarantee you, one of the sisters. I, I, I would say, I'm trying to think of the other one. I remember flying Southwest to, um, to Oakland, like, I guess, like, in January. We had to, we had to, because we had to book this ticket, like, within two weeks of the date, and because Allie's um, brother was getting married. And so we went out there, and I remember, this is the video I sent to you guys, where I was, like, walking back from the bathroom, and some girl had a full-on, like, knight's helmet on her head, like, as, like, a sleep mask. But it was, like, a full-on Heath Ledger, a knight's tail like metal bucket on her head and i remember like getting a video posting on social media and making fun of it and some like 11 year old kid was like um actually she's famous on youtube and i was like i got news for you kid no one that's famous and rich flies in a middle seat across the country on southwest so this is true this is yes. true. 
Airport, though, true. airport's a great place for celebrity sightings. I mean, a fantastic place. I had, when I was coming back from uh, from our wedding uh, four years ago, and yep. um, we, were, we were getting off the plane, and I remember thinking, like, look, like, because I, you know when you get on the plane, I do this all the time now, when I get on a plane and... Your, your boy's not flying first class. I'm flying, I'm flying coach every time. <laughs> and I'm and I'm making my way through first class, though. I always look around. You go back I and always forth. look around because I'm like, you never know. And it, it, yeah. it, it's prompted in part because of this experience. So we we get off the plane, and I, I saw that the person that was that was sitting in the very first seat of the plane, I'm like, that, that person's a slub. I, I can tell. That the way that they've got their hat, they're taller. I could just tell. So we get off, and um, I'm like speeding up, trying to like catch up to them a little bit. Lauren, my you know newly married wife, is like, "What are, yeah. you, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Lauren, I think there's a ninety percent chance that that is Dr. J." And sure enough, it was Dr. J. It was Dr. J. Stopped him How at did baggage claim. He's got to be taller than everybody. He's taller than everybody, but he's got his head turned like you, you think of Dr. Oh. J. And you think of the fro yeah. as well. I mean, he's 70, 65 year old guy now at this point, yeah. so. I don't know. So seeing him at the airport and then got a selfie with him when I tracked him down and realized that it was yeah. him, um, that that was pretty cool. But the airport is such a great place for that. I saw Blake Bortles when we were in Charlotte a few months ago. Yeah. That was great. Uh, the boat. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the airport for celebrity sightings. Best place for it. So, okay, here's the next one. This is a good one. What celebrity would you absolutely not ask for a picture? Uh, and by the way, at the end of this, I'm just going to let you know now. I'm going to tell you just several of my favorite celebrity stories from okay. like Houston's in general. But um, what celebrity would you absolutely not ask for an autographed picture from any circumstance? When we first moved to Atlanta, my wife were walking next to Gucci Mane at Lennox for a bit before I realized it was him. The ice cream tattoo on his face was the giveaway. The week before, he allegedly threw a girl out of his car. My wife was adamant that I get a picture with him, but I didn't want to get murdered. Just FYI, I would never actually speak to this picture or autograph. I, I think that any sort of criminal, anything like that, that kind of... Somebody who's you know maybe some sort of convict or something like that. Yeah. No, not not exactly going to be eager to, and and even people are kind of murky in that area. I'm not exactly going to take a selfie with, with Tanya Harding. Sorry, not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think though, in terms of normal people who haven't necessarily been accused of, of you know bad stuff or anything like that, James Spader, obvious one that I yeah, would that's fair for you. not be able to go up to. I just despise everything about him and. Uh, even just watching him talk at certain points when I've seen like interviews that he's been a part of, I just, I can't, I can't stand it. Whatever he talks, I, I just cringe and I just want to just, uh, I, I get so angry that he tried to ruin two of my favorite TV shows. Yeah. So I remember uh, 2014, I want to say, maybe it's 2015, before my buddy Rich got married. I think it was 2014. And he, so funnily enough, I, one, Gucci man. Gucci Mane, uh, he was at my table when I was like, back in like 2010, 2011, when I was working at Houston's, like way back in the day. And obviously you could tell, you could recognize he has the, the tattoo on his face. He used to, just out of principle, he would give a $100 bill tip to whatever girl served him, every single time. One of my good friends, Maria Vitale, we stayed at her house in, in yep. New Orleans. I used, we used to joke around and call her Woody because she was a white girl with a booty. It was a joke we had going on. And so she... I, I got get, it. I picked it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she would get a $100 bill from him every time. Every single time. We got pocket aces here, Connor. Every single time, though. She would get she would get a $100 tip from him. And she was like, oh, you got Gucci. That's that's awesome. Like, he's going to definitely give you at least uh, at least 100 bucks. 
the bill was like 92 something and change. And I was like, I went back over the, the, the table before he left. And I was like, hey, just want to let you know that um, Lemonade is actually one of my favorite songs of all time. And he was like, oh, okay, cool, man. He gave me a $100 bill for the whole thing. Oh. He tipped me $8. So what you're saying is Gucci is mad sexist. Yeah, it was, yeah for sure. Um, okay, so back to the, the thing about... Um, it's, it's funny you bring this up because of the... The murder thing, the night before Rich's wedding that I was just talking about, we were at the W Hotel in <laughs> downtown Atlanta, and we see this guy, and I'm like, that's, that's so-and-so. And I was like, like we, we knew who it was, and, and it was like, surely that cannot be him. And he's like kind of dressed up, and it's like dreads, black dude, and he's, he's like in good shape, and I'm like, I think that's so-and-so. And, and we're like, all right, this is kind of odd. No one go talk to him. Let's not make a big scene out of it. As soon as he, I say that, our buddy John Kukius walks over to him, and he starts talking to him for like an hour. <laughs> like an hour. Comes back over to the group with him, and he goes, hey, guys, why don't you meet my friend Adam, Pac-Man Jones. Ah. Uh... He's still, he still at this point was like, I don't want to say fresh off of that charge, but it was not far removed at all. That's um, th- that's another tough thing too about the sometimes the people that you're with can make or break the celebrity interaction. Like there are certain yeah. times when you know if you're with a certain group of people, you're like, oh crap, they are gonna do something embarrassing. This yeah. is gonna be awkward. I love my mom to death, but my yeah. mom is this person. If we ever meet anybody that's in any sort of sports media thing yeah. or anything like that, like one time we were uh, John Anderson, the Sports Center anchor, we yeah. were golfing behind him one time when we were in Wisconsin. And my mom, like, just, I think I asked him multiple times, like, do you need any interns? Like, because my brother and I were both, oh, like, in college. And it's just like, mom, stop, stop, please. Yeah. That's not how this works. There are certain people that I think, though, that I, I have a couple buddies who the last thing I would want to be remembered for by this certain celebrity right. is the behavior of my buddies, especially if we've had, a, you know, a few drinks or something yeah. like that. There, there, there's always those those friends, those group of people that you know. Meeting a celebrity by yourself is almost the best thing because it's yeah. kind of you. It's it's exclusive to your experience, and yeah. you can, you're only going to be judged based on the the things that you say. Dude, I I remember that same night because we're just sitting out front, like in the in the front of the like little hotel bar, and a Dodge Charger pulls up, and two Alabama football players got out that were very well known. They were young at the time, but they were five stars that had come out. And I was like, oh, shh, that's so-and-so. And I didn't want to say anything. I wasn't going to go over there. It wouldn't be like that dude. And my buddy, same same guy, John, brought him over. He's like, hey, man. He's like, he's a huge Bama fan. I'm like, I am. You guys, we don't need to talk. I hope you guys are, are being safe. And I pulled him aside, and I was like, don't you dare break any rules tonight and get arrested. Do you guys need any money? <laughs> and he just like looked at me. I was like, "Do not embarrass." It's like, "Do not ruin this national championship season for me." Um, and then, so anyway, the question originally that Michael asked was about who would you not get an autograph from? And the reason why I bring up all those other stories, Rich was like, "Rich, we go to this bachelor party in Vegas," and I was like so beyond drunk at like an early time in the day, and I remember walking through trying to find the rest of them. I was walking through this hotel, and I see Chris Angel from Chris Angel Mind Freak. Yeah, I wouldn't want his autograph either. And I walk up to him and I go, hey man, Chris Angel. And he's like, hey dude, like how are you? And I was like, dude, a huge fan, huge fan. Like just slurring every word imaginable. And he goes, 
he goes, oh, okay. I was like, can I get your autograph? And he's like, yeah, man, sure, of course. And I was like, I'm kidding, dude. I don't want your effing autograph. Oh. And, and just walked off. It was awful. It was that a terrible thing to do. That is cold-blooded. It was pretty Jeez. bad. All right, you're up. You're up. Uh, real oh. quick, a few weeks ago, the last meal that my wife and I had out before all this quarantine stuff started, we're, we're sitting down at, at the table, and we look up, and like five feet away from us, speaking of Vegas, Carrot Top is sitting right there just having a drink by himself. And, of course, he just, he's, like, getting chatted up by these, yeah. like, 50-year-old women and stuff like that. It's, like, the most random thing ever. Lawrence just, like, I'm pretty sure that's Carrot Top. And I was, like, oh, yep, there's no mistaking Carrot Top because he yeah. still looks exactly the same. It's all coked up and on steroids. Goodness. Um, this next one, West Madeiras. I like this question a lot. This is really good. If you could sit down and have a beer with any three people that played for a rival team, who would you choose? That is good. I love this question. Um, okay, so again, I'm gonna stick with my theme that if I'm gonna I'm gonna do one of these situations, I want these people to know each other. I hate the Green Bay Packers. I do. Right. I not 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 a fan. I had a very brief time in my childhood, probably it was 1997, where I loved the Packers. I just won a Super Bowl. The Bears were terrible. Your first grade, you don't know any better. Whatever. I would want to sit down at a table. I'd want. Living Reggie White. Okay. I'd want Brett Favre, and I would want Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is because he's so guarded, and I would like to hear those guys shoot. I would really just want to hear Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers tell stories to each other. Okay. And then Reggie White is kind of there as, like, the bouncer, and occasionally we'd be able to ask him questions as well. Right. But I would really just want to kind of see that dynamic play out. Because I, I thought about this question a lot. I'm like, well, crap, I don't want to listen to Mark McGuire speak. Um Oof. Just tell me lies. Tell me we're not here to talk about the past. Um, I, I I don't know. That'd be that'd be a yeah, really. Yeah, nobody really from the Cubs did any steroids at all, Connor. That's a really good never, point. Never, never. Yeah, not Sammy Sosa, the other guy in that race. Very good point. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, so this is probably pretty easy for me. Like I'm not talking to Cam ever without saying something inappropriate. Um, Charles Barkley, Bo Jackson, Gene Chizik. Ooh, Chizik. Yeah. God bless Chizik. Chizik's getting after it. You see these tweets that he's putting out there? Yeah, he's, he's having a blast, man. Dude, Chizik is, um, he just got, he got back from vacation, like, right before all this stuff went down, and then he's just been, like, he's been a machine. He's got all these businesses that are open right now, too. Yeah, because, he's probably I mean, killing it. I mean, well, he's he's trying mm-hmm. to, they're trying to take out stuff, and they're having to do all this pivoting and all that stuff, but good for Chizik. That's a good answer. Yeah. I like that. Um. Okay, here's one. Uh, if a golf foursome was people you personally met, but let, let's do it this way. Um, oh God, if there was a dinner with podcast Facebook members, that's pretty funny. Uh, I like the golf foursome, but with only people from uh, that we've seen it or met at SC Media Days. Ooh, okay. Um, five Bombs definitely. Seen or met. Yeah, Five Bombs definitely part of that. Five Bombs just got stories out there. For you, he is, for sure. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> five Bomb likes you. Let's, let's, that's let, fair. let's let the record show. Five Bomb definitely likes you. Um, I mean, do we want do we want to just be boring with this and just go CD PB Hester like because that's that's the default answer for something yeah. like this. In terms of people that we have met at media days, I mean, I'm including Morehead in that conversation, obviously, because he's, he's the, <laughs> Morehead's the easiest guy to he was the easiest guy to follow around for for five hours because yeah. 
he 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 can have a different conversation with every single person. Yeah. But I realize that he is not probably the best answer for this. What about Aaron Murray? There's another guy that we we you know hung out with at Media Days. Been a little bit of a struggle to get Aaron back on the pod, but yeah, that's gonna happen eventually. Who else have we met at Media Days? Maybe maybe even See, from back in 2017. Mine would be was I wasn't there in 20. Oh, I was there in 2017. Um, mine would be Saban. Oh, would, we're kind of we're kind of coaches and stuff too. Yes, yeah, seen or met. Okay, yeah, then yeah, um, yeah, Saban would would definitely qualify. Tell you who's not invited is that woman who interrupted my chance at asking a question to him for the thousandth time, whatever her name was. She was on the podcast that week. Um, sat that one out. <laughs> uh, let's see here, Coach O is the, the obvious Joe, answer. No, Joe Burrow. Um, because like like I I like Coach O. I wouldn't want to spend four hours playing golf with Coach O. First off, I don't think Coach O is a good golfer. Just from the looks of Coach O, I don't think he'd be a good golfer. I bet he mashes off the tee box. I bet his approach shot is garbage. And I, and I bet you, like, if, if we had to have, Jesus. Um, if we had to have, like, a four-hour long thing, I would, I would pick Joe Burrow over him. Yeah, that's true. And last but not least, probably PB, because PB was actually a good golfer. Uh, well, he doesn't have that hole in one yet, unlike Greg McElroy. So I don't know. That's very I true. To, might have to hold that against him. People forget that. Which SEC coach do you think has the loudest or most decorative cursing when they slice a drive? Ed Orgeron. I was gonna say Muschamp. Yeah, I don't know. Or Stoops. Yeah, Stoops. I can Stoops see definitely. Stoops. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, I got this. Is, this is a good one for next time. Are right, you up? You're up. Um, let's see. There's a lot of these questions that are not so much questions as they are humble brags. Um, appreciate yeah. all the interaction. Don't get me wrong. Appreciate it. But um, let's see. Uh, this is from Jack Haygood. I think that's okay. how you pronounce his last name. He said, uh, if you had one other ticket to the national championship, which actor slash, slash actress is sitting next to you? You go first. Let me think. Man. See... If you're just going there as like a you know a, a regular standard fan, I want to be somebody that like I feel like could get along with everybody. Is he going to make a fool of himself? I feel like he would know what we were talking about. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan would be a good one. I know our guy Luke Del Rio does not like that, but yeah. I feel like because he's he's an actual sports fan and he'd be able to relate. People forget, you know, Friday Night Lights also knows a thing or two about playing the quarterback position. Michael B. Jordan yeah. does. And hardball. People forget he was in hardball, too. Really good in that. that. Um, he'd be somebody... I always default to Chris Pratt, just because I think Chris Pratt is so funny and entertaining. He'd be a fun one. I know I'm supposed to say, like, an actress here, but, I mean, I'm, I'm a married man. It'd look kind of bad. Oh, if wait, I was... that's the next question. Um, so, for me on this one, it's it's uh, Vince Vaughn. Like, He's current Vince a... Vaughn or, like, Wedding Crashers Vince Vaughn? Because those are two I mean, different things. I think it's the same guy. You sure, think so? I'm sure he's got that wit. Yeah, he doesn't look the same, but he's probably got the same wit. And he also is a huge sports fan. A big LSU guy, too. Yeah. Big Chicago um, Cubs fan. Okay, let's get uncomfortable here. Who's your hall pass? Oh, this one's this one's easy. Um, do you know Padma from Top Chef? No. Google Padma from Top Chef. Um, <laughs> as beautiful a woman as there is on this planet. Uh, it's, it's Padma been Lakshmi? No. Yeah. Padma? But that's her? She's an author. Yes. She does everything. Oh, wow. When you yes. say it like that. Yes. I am, oh, wow. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yes. If Okay. Well, yeah, that's a good one. Padma is a good mine's, one. Mine's Jessica. Good Lord, Connor. 
Uh, mine is Jessica. She's 49. I don't Good care. Good for her. Uh, mine is Je- Jesus. She doesn't look Jessica- it. No, she does not. Mine's <laughs> Jessica Chastain. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty Allie good. Allie just heard me. She, you heard a, a what from the other room? Yeah, I, I watched. We watched uh, Molly's game last night. It was really good. Haven't seen that. Really good. Okay, you're up. Do we have? I thought I just. Did. Oh no, you just did that one. Okay. Um, Jay Woody's got like a million here. In honor of Jay Woody, let's let's transition into. Um, let's transition into the interview with Jay Woody. No, hold on. I still have several more stories. You have several more st- more stories, but I'm saying let's let's make our uh, last questions from okay. Jay Woody. Um, let's see, who would your dream interview be, even if it has nothing to do with the pod? Do they have to be honest? Ooh, yeah, like, like a they truth have to, serum interview. Yeah, truth serum, truth serum interview, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with any. Doesn't have to do with SEC football at all. I'll give two. I'll give two. Cam Newton. Mm. Donald Trump, move on. Go up. You're up. Wow, you went there. You really went there. I, I didn't say anything. I said those two. I think those two would have the most interesting stories that I would love to know the actual truth to. And then I would love for them to share that with people. So then other people, maybe, like because I think other people would find those, those stories interesting as well. That's all I've said. Here's the best way to answer that question for me now. Hillary and Bill. <laughs> Wait, Bill who? Belichick? No, Clinton. Oh. <laughs> Let's just get a sit-down. That'd down be good, with too, though. Belichick truth, and Hillary? Truth serum with both of them? Oh, my God. That's a, yeah. Yes. How many people have you murdered today? I, you, you know some stuff. That, yeah. the, the, best, the best interview for truth serum is 100% politicians. I mean, that, there's yeah. like, no matter what side of the fence that you, you're on, yeah. it is always, always going to be politicians they, for like, that answer. It's, it's like bizarre the stuff that they know, like just like the stuff, it's like, like I have, I have a friend, Jordan Jordan Cox, who went to, went to Alabama. He works in politics now, and like the stuff he'll just casually say sometimes in conversation that I know I'm not supposed to know, but and it's just it's just such common knowledge to him. I'm like, wait, wait, what? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, hold. And then I'm like immediately questioning, like, did I just hear it? Do I need to hear it? Do I need to, do I need to go like find witness protection? Like, what is happening right now? That's yeah. That uh. I, that that whole world intrigues me and it scares yeah. me. I'm kind of yeah, glad we don't know all the know all that stuff, but I really yeah. would like to hear at least some of it. How about one more question before we tell a couple of stories and get to the Jay Woody interview? Okay. Um, this is a good question given the the current landscape with you know COVID nineteen and everything. Autograph selfie, or no autograph selfie, or just a firm handshake when you meet someone famous. Selfie. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Not even close. Especially now that handshake is, you know, handshake's probably autograph a thing of the past. is weird. Autograph is weird. Like yes. I have autographs from when I was a kid, but if you're a grown ass adult and you have an like, there's some that are different. Like if you have a signed, like if they're older than you, I don't think it's an issue. But if I'm a grown ass man oh, okay. and I have a, a Mike Trout autograph, like that's weird. That's a weird thing to ask another grown man who's younger than me. That's worse than the, the Jersey thing, in my mm, opinion. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird, like, because you think about, like, I, I think about this a lot when I see, like, autographs. Like, the concept of an autograph in general. Weird, right? Is, it's so weird. It, and it's like, it reminds me of, like, the concept of clapping. Like, how it came about, I feel like it just happened and people just started accepting it. Like, it, like you think about the first person that ever was clapped. They were probably really excited about something. Those things like, what is, what is happening right now? I, I what think, is happening? I think that Les Miles invented clapping. I'll oh throw it out there. <laughs> I think it was a stripper from um, 
I'm not going to say it. Magic City. Anyway, I think I think selfie is the way to go because you can keep that forever. Yep, selfie's never going to get old. You can, and with the quality of iPhone pictures now, you can yeah. pull that up. You can get that into a frame print. Me and you can Toby do whatever Keith, you want. Man. Yeah, that's. Real I mean, work. you're gonna have that hanging over your nightstand for the rest of the time. Yeah, let's tell our favorite celebrity stories. I'll oh. I'll start with one. Okay. And then you go because um, I feel like I've got like so like just working at Houston's. There were so many different people um, that we get to meet. So I remember this one time, Jeezy uh, came in and sat in the section next to me. Young Jeezy like, or one of his siblings? It was old Jeezy. Oh, okay. And so. So there's a young Jeezy comes in, and he's sitting at this big, big top table by himself. And all of a sudden, there's like this like buzz going around the restaurant because he's waiting on like five seats. And we find out he's waiting on LeBron James. Oh. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, this is what I've been like waiting on forever. Like, I, I want to, like, LeBron, like, this is, I was what like, year 20, is this? 2010. Oh. So at the time, yeah. the girl, yeah, the girl I was dating at the time, she, she worked at the other Houston's at Peachtree. Like four miles away, and so I, I remember I was sitting here. I'm like, I'm like texting like all my buddies in the text chat. I'm like, "Yo, like LeBron's coming in. He's sitting at the table with Jeezy. They're at this table right next to me. This is gonna be awesome." They're like, "Get pics." And like, we're, so it's like his countdowns on, like waiting. So there's security already there in place, like doing a sweep, checking out. There's like somebody in the bathroom. There's somebody in the outside, like the back entrance. There's somebody in the front entrance, just like making sure it's like nothing crazy, right? And like. 30 minutes goes by and then I hear I hear Jeezy he's like he's like blank where the you at right now like just like cussing this dude out and he's like well he's like I've been sitting here for the hour he's like we're on our way we're on our way so he keeps sitting he orders like another thing of spinach dip and he's, and he's like pissed because Jeezy's like not like a non-well-known person especially in Atlanta and he's sitting at the six top table by himself Awkward. and yeah and so then all of a sudden I get a text, and I'm like, like an hour has gone by now, and I get a text from my, my girlfriend at the time, and she goes, um, who the f- is LeBron James? And I was like, first off, we're breaking up. Second off, she was like, he's in my section right now, and he could not be more extra. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? He went to the wrong Houston's and was over at that one. And he was in her section the whole time. And I was pissed. <laughs> I was not happy. So, there you go. So a non-celebrity celebrity interaction. That's a pretty good one. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll say another one real quick. So th- this is like, this follows up with something Jay Woody had posted. Um, <laughs> so the rock, <laughs> the girl I was just talking about, we were going to this vacation and I had worked like four straight days that were straight through doubles and where I had worked 13 hours on my feet for four straight days. And I was not, I was like a, a pretty big baby at the time too. I thought that was a lot of work. And so I was like, Hey, like, this is my fourth street double. Like, we're going out of town tomorrow. Can you just, like, to the, the hostess, I'm like, can you just cut me? Like, just don't, don't let me get a table, okay? And she was like, yeah, okay, sure. Because they went on rotation. It's like 9.46. And I'm, like, doing all my side work, trying to get out of there. And I look up, and I see this, like, huge, like, yoke dude in a tap-out shirt at my table. And I was like, are you effing kidding me? I was so pissed. I was so pissed. So I, like... Like, like audibly groan. I'm like, ugh. Like, walk up. Like, just trudging through the sunroom into, into up to this table. And I have my head down. And I, like, grab the sheet of paper to take this order. And I look up. I was like, hey, guys, I'm Chris. And as I look up, it's The Rock. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and it's, it's also 2010. And so it's like, he's, he's like, not where he is now. But it's yeah, still he's much The bigger Rock. Now. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, it, but, like, at the time, 
I had like, I was like big into getting all these like muscle and fitness magazines and, and stuff like that. And, and so I remember, I remember getting like this muscle and fitness magazine and he had, he had said all this different stuff on like how to, you know, like, like here's, here's my workout. Here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. And I, I didn't know, for, I don't know why I did this to this day. Cause he ordered like, he had like a $130 meal, like for pretty much just him. a boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he, he goes, <laughs> I was like, Hey man, I just want to let you know, um, like I wasn't, I wasn't even in bad shape. I ran a half marathon two months after this, okay. And I remember saying, I remember saying, "Hey, just to let you know, your, uh, your like spread in, in muscle and fitness really inspired me, and I've lost sixty pounds," which was not even remotely close to being true. I don't know why I panicked. I don't know why I panicked and lied. It's a random number, sixty. It was so bizarre, and it was like now if I lost sixty pounds, it would be believable. But at the time, it was like what, like, like, and, and I, the way I even said it, it was like, you, there was not like, "Hey, man, look." Like he's like a yoked up dude. Like he's not trying to help people lose weight. Like he, it was like he was like, "Hey man, I've been riding the elliptical a bunch. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the inspiration." So he just looked at me. He's like, "That's great, Chris. Like keep up the good work, brother." And and he like gave me like one of these like, like yeah, go get him. And I was like, "You effing idiot! <laughs> like you you had the chance to like bond with the rock and you chose to be like a, a biggest loser story." Was, oh. <laughs> I'm inspired. I want to go lose weight now. I hate you so much. <laughs> so bad. I've got a couple. Um, one happened when we were in we were at spring training in uh, in Arizona. I was in sixth grade, and uh, we had stayed there for a week. Basically, went uh, on this trip to Mesa to be able to. We stayed in Scottsdale, and we st- we were there to go to Cubs spring training. Yeah. So first day, we we're like, there's like a lot of noise coming from the room next to us. It's kind of weird, and it's one of these where it, like. It opens up to the outside, but because it's Arizona, it's not trashy. It's not like a motel or something like yeah. that. Like the pool is, you know, twenty feet away from your room, what and whatnot. And so we're like, there's kind of a lot of a lot of noise coming from this. And we realize the guy's the guy's never home, but when he is, it's kind of you know he's making a lot of noise. And so um, like one of the like third or fourth night that we're there, uh, this guy is like walking around and like we like we see him walking back to his room. And the guy's Moises Alou who was, you know, Cubs outfielder at the time, yeah. Cubs left fielder. And so we, um, he was like just hanging out. It was, it was nighttime, you know, nighttime spring training is, is downtime for them. Yeah. And so uh, we asked to get a picture with him. Moises Alou was just in his boxers, like not even wearing shorts at this point. And that picture was in our living room. I think I've said this on the podcast before. That picture was in our living room for like 10 to 15 years um, like my mom just recently took it out of our living room and it's just Moises Alou in his boxers posing right. with a bunch of kids. Um, you know, as what one be does. Wrong with that? Yeah, the guy who pees on his hands before every. Oh game. yeah. Yeah. Him and uh, Jorge Posada used to soak them in their hands in a jar of pee. Yeah, and that was like a month before that came out too. Ironically enough. That's um, tough. So, anyways, that story was fun. The other more notable story happened when I was in seventh grade, and um, this is you know MJ is post retirement, but. Yeah. His kids played basketball in the suburbs of Chicago, and yep. we were in a, a basketball tournament like 10, 10 minutes from my house. And I had seen his kids play a handful of times. Your paths kind of cross. MJ's never at the games or anything like that. Yeah. But this day, MJ was there. What? And, and MJ was in the gym. And I kid you not, if Jesus Christ was on the other side of that gym, he would have had a quarter of the people there that MJ had. Yeah, because sure. as soon as you recognize that that's MJ, no matter what, even he's got the hat, you know, pulled yeah. real low as much as possible. He just wants to watch his kid play basketball. That's all right. he wants to do. And it's like, it's on. 
I mean, the line of people that go up to him, I've never seen anything like it, and I didn't. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't, like, add to it. It's my, yeah. It was my one opportunity to be able to meet MJ, and I essentially turn it down because, I, like, you feel bad for him. You, you legitimately yeah. do. In the middle of this game going on, nobody is paying attention to this game at all. Everybody's right. just watching MJ react to this. And it wasn't until that that I fully understood why he was so guarded yeah. throughout everything. I mean, we see, like, LeBron making a scene at, at his kids' games and stuff like that. And he's kind of, you know, I'm sure he gets it too. But he, LeBron, like, almost welcomes it. Whereas yeah. MJ was trying to hide from it as much as possible. He just wanted to see his kid play basketball on a Saturday afternoon. Right. And he couldn't do it. So that's, that's, that's like, my one sort of MJ close encounter type story that never really happened. But it makes yeah. me it makes me think of, you know, and this the, there was that story that came out about Patrick Mahomes a few months ago. I think it was like right before mm-hmm. or right after the Super Bowl. This is really cool. He's like eating at a local restaurant in Kansas City. Pizza and, place. Yeah, pizza place. Everybody in there knows who Patrick Mahomes is. There's no right. mistaking the guy. And um, ev- nobody went up and bothered him at all. He and his yeah. wife were just getting a slice on a Friday night. And as he's leaving the restaurant, he turns around and he thanks everybody and he covers everybody's dinner bill. Right. And it was like this cool moment. And it's like everybody's saying, like, that's why Kansas City fans are great. I like it when people do that and we yeah. can be respectful of these celebrities because they deal with that all the time. And right. MJ especially deals with it as much as any human being who's ever no existed. Well, and the Patrick Mahomes thing, to be fair, that was ha- that happened before they won the... Oh, it happened before the Super Bowl? Yeah. 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 Um, but still, it's it's an awesome story. Um, so for I'm trying to think, because there's, there's been like so. I, all right, I'll tell the Roethlisberger story. Um, oh boy, because I was there that night when he was oh, in Millville. Oh, that's right. So I was at same girl that I brought before from like the 2010 story. This is 2009. I I think it, was, it might have been spring of 2010. Actually, it might have been yeah. It might have been my last semester there. It was a packed year. So I remember um, I remember going to this like date night thing for 80 pie and it was a thrashers game and we went to we we're in thrashers and so like when you do that and you go like into the city everyone's like hammer drunk and and you're coming back it's like you're drinking at the game for the most part and you, you obviously drink on the bus so like the bus trip back is usually like like an instant hangover because everyone's gotten way too drunk on the ride there and at the game yeah because if you can't drink in the game then that or you didn't have money to drink at the game like all that kind of stuff so i remember like we're, get, we're getting on the bus, and there's, like, this, like, buzz going on around. And usually it's, like, when people are going to go back to sleep, and it's not, you know, going to be a lot of talking or whatever. And and you just hear, like, Ben Roethlisberger's at the brick. And I was, like, I worked at the brick. And so did Jess, the girl I was dating at the time. And we were, like, what? And I was, like, there's no way. And, I, like, I was, like, if there's a bunch of Kappa Sigs there, and I didn't like Kappa Sigs. I'm sorry if you were a Kappa Sig, like, mainly for your own self. But, like, we we sat there, and I was, like, there's no way this is real. There's absolutely no way Ben Roethlisberger's there. And this dude came, <laughs> comes up, shows me a picture, and Ben Roethlisberger's there with, like, arms out, like, what's up, bro? Like, to, like, taking a picture at the brick. And there's, like, 64 shots around him. He had ordered for the whole bar. And I was like, oh, my God, Ben Roethlisberger is there. And so usually when you get home from something like that, you just go home. Like, you might go out, but not, like, hard because you've already been drinking for, like, way too long. Everyone went out that night. Like, everyone went out that night. And so we run into Ben Roethlisberger, and... It was like it was like he went from bar to bar, and it was this whole thing around the city. So at the end of the night, we're walking past Capital City, which is like the one bar. Um, it's like the one like dance bar or dance club, whatever you can. Like, I guess like in the city, and and I remember Willie Colon was out front, mm. and I see the other half of my roommates that that like live in the house with me, already talking to him, and then a bunch of our other friends, 
And I just stumble up, walk in, and they're like, just mouth agape, just like, man, Willie, like, who's the who's the best player you've gone up against? And blah blah. And I just remember stumbling up in between them, like breaking through this like seal of people. And I go, let me tell you something, Willie. I'm not gonna sit here and blank your blank all night like all my friends here. And what I said was wildly inappropriate. And he looked at me and he's like, excuse me? And I was like, I'm not gonna sit here and blank your blank the whole night because I'm pretty sure I could get by you. And he was like, what's that? And so I was like, and I had like bumped into him earlier and like had like ass sentence or two with him and it was fine. But he was like, why don't we put that to a theory? And so I got down like in like a three point stance and Willie Cologne just like just shoved me into a wall as I tried to like do like a swim move on him. And he was like, that's not happening. It's not happening. It did not. And then inside Ben Roethlisberger was peeing on somebody. So there's that. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that happened. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, the rest of the stuff from Houston's like, there's always like like a bunch of uh, like famous people that would come in there. Like T.I. would come in there all the time. Tiny used to hit on me a lot, which is very awkward. She was the worst. And then, I don't know, like Tyler Perry, as you know from the recent story that came uh, out. Yes. <laughs> Just so everyone's clear, no Houston's employees has received any money from Tyler Perry. Not because he didn't give them the money, because Houston's is so awful that the corporate has taken the money and has not decided what they're going to do with it yet. Because none of those people are still on payroll and they don't know how they're going to send it to them. I don't think that Houston's was ever going to be a sponsor, but I think that no. might have ended any possibility. I mean, go get the A-Trib. It's great. Yeah. yeah. That's, all, that's all the stories I have, I think. Let's go to our favorite local celebrity, the Facebook pod celebrity, Jay Woody. Great interview with him. Got to talk about his his roots with uh, just finding SDS and being able to to do all the stuff that he does for us in the Facebook group. Kind of some stuff about his fandom. Great to catch up with our guy, Jay. So let's kick it to that, and then we will talk to everybody next week. We're now excited to be joined by a very special guest. It is our pal, Jay Woody. For those of you who do not know Jay, or maybe you just know the name because we bring him up all the time, uh, Jay essentially runs the SDS Podcast Facebook group. You, Jay, actually have a higher ranking title in the Facebook group than I do. You're a moderator, and I am only a discussion starter. So, congrats. <laughs> How in the world did you pass me up? Oh, I can answer that. Uh, boy, <laughs> I would say that I, I wish Chris had asked me that because I've actually been with the pod longer than Chris. I was around when, I guess, John was, was doing this also. Um, I think it's probably... <laughs> It's not, it's not a, what do they say? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And so uh, Chris Chris bumped me up on where well, I got above everybody pretty quick. All I had to do was kiss his butt a couple of times. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's also on there, Connor, like more than once every 16 days like you are. So <laughs> What? <It's, laughs> what in the world? I have, I have it pulled up constantly. I have, I have it as a tab that is always open. I just don't have Facebook on my phone. My job is right. not the engagement uh, editor. Therefore, I'm not on it as much. And I'll my, say... Mine's not either. Mine's just co-host of the podcast, according to our editor. But that's neither here nor there. I, I think I think you've hit a sore spot here at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, no. It's I, I've I've mentioned it in passing before. Marler's big with the titles and stuff like that, so I thought I'd just throw it out there. I, I mean, just you it would be nice. It. it would be nice if our bosses or not our bosses, but our editor took my title seriously. Otherwise, there's no. I mean, we my picture's not the same. On, we'll just we'll talk about it. My picture's not the same on the the what do you call it? That anyone else's? My cut. My my title's not the same as anyone else's. None of it. Oh, so yeah, that was guys, a nice, like, honestly, 30, 30 seconds on rank. You guys can just cover this. Yeah. You guys can just cover this for yourselves. That's good. 
Okay, Jay, <laughs> seriously, though, I know this is Casual Friday, but we will get into some serious stuff with you. Um, uh, we know that you bleed crimson, um, but Jay. tell us how you stumbled onto the Facebook group and you got involved in all this stuff. Uh, boy, you guys, it was probably your third or fourth one. There was something with uh, Dennis Dodd, and I was wanting to hear about something Dennis Dodd had to say at Media Days that year. This was, man, probably three years ago now. And uh, there was something I wanted to hear what he had said that day. And uh, when I Googled it, your podcast came up. And uh, so I went out there and listened and been with you guys ever since. Uh, as far as the Facebook page, I didn't even know you guys had one at the start. It was just podcast for a long, long time. And then I think Chris mentioned something about the Facebook page one day. And I thought, I'd go there and try it out. And uh, folks are nervous about putting out content or something. I think they think that, like, you know, there's some big secret to, like, if you put something on the Facebook page, it's, it's a big deal. And I just started putting stuff out there that I thought was interesting. And uh, pretty soon Chris came and said, hey, you seem to have a knack for finding what the kind of stuff we're putting out there, we were looking to put out there. And so he just asked me to help out from there. What I, what I said was, Jay, is there a way that I could not pay you to do my job? <laughs> that's almost verbatim what I said. Is there anything in your past that's going to cause me to be embarrassed? And I said, no. He said, right. No, no. He said, you work for free. And I said, yes. And he said, you're hired, dude. Let's roll with this. And so, Connor, we, we actually I, had this conversation yesterday about this. It was really funny. And Jay, Jay brought up the fact that he was like, is there anything that I like? Like, I, that you guys need to know, and like, got like, like, it was like a job interview. I was like, no, man, you're good. Like, is there something you need to tell me right now? Like, is, did something happen? It was really funny. Like, this yeah, Facebook group is just part of like Jay, like, getting out of jail. Yeah, right. Exactly. 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 I've got my it's part of his community but service. Because I'm remote, you guys can't see him, so it's perfect. It works out great. True, true. Uh, yeah, when I met you for the first time, I looked down, made sure that there was no ankle brace on you or anything like that. Um, so, so we're good there. Um, but seriously, tell us what, tell everybody what you do for a living and what essentially allows you to to be in this role for us. Because I mean, you have you have definitely added an element that we needed to to the Facebook group to be able to help grow our audience. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Um, I am actually a computer nerd. I am a computer nerd for a living. I put in wireless networks all over the country, and I do what's called penetration testing, which is a very sexual-sounding name for a very boring job. But I actually uh, try and hack into companies, and then when the company, when I'm able to get in, I tell the company how I did it, and they're able to patch up those holes. And that's called penetration testing. A pen test, it's like, if you want to try like and succulents. not get the penetration quite as often. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I do a little bit of pen testing, and I do uh, wireless networks, and I'm just kind of a computer nerd. But the good part is I have one of those jobs that when I'm on the road, I'm 100% on the road, and I'm gone for weeks. Like, I, they moved me down to Miami for 18 months one time. So I'm, when I'm gone, wow. I'm gone. But when I'm here, I can work out of my house. So I'm sitting right now in my uh, upper office right now, and uh, – just talking to you guys, and I can get to shoot the crap like that anytime I want to. So go to school, kiddies. Yeah, that's good. That's impressive. So, Jay, you've been doing this for oh – God, when did we start this? I know it was like in the middle or late end of the season. But we can blame yeah, it on the fact yeah. that I was recovering from my appendix. Okay, like maybe that's why I, I reached out in the first place. But um, so, so what is your favorite part of the actual group? And, and I hate to say it like this, but like – you know, I mean, it is, you do it with such enthusiasm and you do it and it's, it's so helpful and, and awesome. And, and everyone, you know, like when we, when we first brought this up, we talked about how somebody, somebody tagged me, you and Connor 
in a question about the pod, like the next pod coming out, which I thought was really cool. But like, so what is your favorite yep. thing from the group? And, and to be honest, what is your least favorite part of the group as well? Ah, man, you can both the positives and the negative. Um, my favorite thing, man, and it sounds cheesy, but I really do like interacting with some of the folks, some of the, some of the guys on the, guys and the girls, I don't want to be sexist, but some of the people on the board are a lot of fun to, uh, to talk to. Uh, Emery is a guy that I've talked to a bunch. We both have a love of bourbon. And so uh, he and I have gotten to where we talk a lot. Um, there's a lot of guys that I actually talk to offline or kind of just between Facebook Messenger. Maybe something's going on in their life, and they'll write to me about it, and we get a chance to just sit there and talk. So it, that actually is kind of one of the cooler things. Having both of your guys' uh, cell phone numbers where I can text you anytime I want to, those are pretty cool. And I will sell those to anyone for the right amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could, you um, could at, at least get three digits on the Georgia Twitter for mine. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I was going to say, I'll, I'll sell it for 20 bucks a digit. So. Um, right. There you go. Very good. <laughs> um, negative, man, you know, during the football season, there are a couple of folks that, um, man, you know, one of the things I get, I don't like ad hominem attacks. I don't like it when you make something personal about somebody. I don't mind it when you're debating football, but when you make it personal or when you, uh, there's a lot of people that actually say like, I like, like to stir up crap and I just like to rile their friends. Yeah. I just don't like that kind of crap. And so that's the negative side is, you know, you watch a team get beat and then you watch their fans just get demolished in the group. And so I just delete, delete, delete and start making things where they're, you're going to be more civil or you're not going to get to say what you want to say. One of the two. I like to keep things civil. I like to keep things intelligent. I like to, man, there's a thousand sites you can go to, and I tell you guys this all the time. There's a thousand sites you can go to and talk crap, but there's one site you can go to and get intelligent football talking, and that's this site, and that's the way I want to keep it. So that's Until the what Auburn fans start in, but yeah. <laughs> Jay, I mean, no. Jay, you bring up a good point. I, I think that you, what you have kind of allowed me to, to realize is that you're like an internet bouncer. I mean, would you consider putting that title at the top of your resume? I would, actually. I, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I actually do uh, MMA. I do fight. I do box. I do a lot of that kind of stuff. That's actually uh, – uh, when I was on the road all the time, I let myself get up to about 320 pounds. And to lose weight, I had to find some kind of exercise, and I just always liked fighting. So – I got into boxing and uh, Krav Maga and some MMA stuff, and that's still what I do for fun. So I would love to be the internet boxer. So you guys, you guys let Perfect. me be the bouncer, and I will I will take people outside and tell them to stop getting into each other. Yes. Jay, you should meet my dad. He's big into that too. Um, as we know. <laughs> Fraps and Raps. <laughs> Fraps and Raps is one of my favorite. Uh, we'll have to share that story on the pod one day. That's, that, was, that was good stuff. Um Okay, so my question for you is this. So one of the things we talked about in, during the season is, you know, like trying to figure out different ideas of, of what like daily topics that we could talk about. So the one that came up, I think you came up with it on Saturdays, was um, what people are, are put on the grill. What is your favorite game day booze and or uh, recipe to make for food? Ooh, all right. Uh, I wish we had Jenny here for the recipes. Jenny, one of the oh, other yeah, moderators, she comes up with the best recipes of all time. Uh, she actually had a thing last year where she would come up with a specific recipe for the game that was on. So, like, it might have mm -hmm. gator meat or it might have, you know, yeah, boy, it was awesome. But, um, man, I am a bourbon guy, so I like bourbon meat. Um, I'm a Woodford Reserve guy if you want to – or Blanton's. I'll, I'll take either one of those two. I love smoking cigars from my time down in Miami. That was a habit that I picked up that I still love doing. 
And then I just grill, dude. I am I am a sit outside and grill kind of guy. We just bought a new house and uh, we didn't have a grill oh, here for cool. about the first well all of last season. And so yes, and so we didn't have a grill here for all the last season, and I just got one like two three weeks ago, and we have literally grilled out every night because that's, that's all awesome. I want to do all the time. So sit outside and watch the kids and grill me. And uh, just we didn't we didn't go over me just real quick, but I do want to tell you guys because I like putting a, a bug in people's ear. I'm a foster parent, and we have had 15 kids now, biological, adopted, and uh, foster children. So if you guys are interested in that piece of it, also give me a call. I'm more than happy to talk about that offline too. Dang, I always like to get awesome. my plug in for foster parenting. Love that. Love All right, that. go ahead, guys. <laughs> Last year, I had my Malik Willis take. Marler had his Jared Garantano take. What is the worst take that you have had about an SEC quarterback in recent memory? Oh, man. Uh, if you'll let me go back a little bit, I can tell you that I was firmly convinced that Jay Barker would be the next Joe Montana. When Ooh. he came out. <laughs> when he came out. <laughs> now, hear me. Hear me out. Hear me out now. When he came out of college, he was just this solid, uh, reliable quarterback that was like this kind of shorter guy that just, just, just won games. That was all he did. He won our national championship. He just won games. And I argued to the hilt to people that Jay Barker was the next Joe Montana. I was firmly convinced that that was going to be true, and I was going to be a super genius. Jay, this Worst is going to come ever. as no sock to you, but, but – uh, eight-year-old Chris, or maybe I was ten-year-old Chris at this point, <laughs> named his first dog before we had Queso Corga Viloa. We had Barker. It was just a, a gold retriever named Barker. So there's that. Um, there okay, go. so so my question is this, um, and I was going to save it for uh, two-minute drill, but I want to get get to it now. You, you're obviously an SEC guy through and through. Big. I know you're a big Bama fan, but what? So what is your favorite Bama game you've ever watched? Um, like or, like your favorite Bama game in general, and then also. What's your favorite non-Bama game that that you do? We, we talk about the uh, adjustment more series that we keep doing. We really enjoyed that. What's your favorite non-Bama game? Yeah. All right, man. Uh, boy, that's on the spot. Let me think. And Bama game's easy. I will tell you this. I am I am a, a, a very, um, I guess, outspoken religious guy. I'm a Christian dude, but I don't um, I don't talk the talk. I walk the walk. I guess more. I guess is what I would say. So I do a lot of service stuff. So I don't sit here and bring up god about football very often but there's two times that i can remember praying to god that alabama would win this game and both times it happened so i guess maybe i should do this more often but uh <laughs> 2012 i think it was uh lsu and alabama dude and that was the dj uh. yeldon uh the, the the screen pass and dude i can remember when kevin norwood started catching passes and he would just yeah. he'd catch like a 15 yard pass and step out of bounds 18 yard pass step out of bounds all the way down the field and win uh Yelled and caught that screen pass. Man, still to this day, my stomach hurts right now thinking about that. that God, it was awful. Make a man miss. (laughs) I know. That's exactly the make a man miss play. That's it. And uh, that's probably the one. And the other one that I can remember sitting there and praying about was we we were going to a wedding on the third Saturday in October to a supposedly Tennessee fan's wedding. Now, here's the deal, and I'll be honest with you guys. If you schedule a wedding for the third Saturday in October – you're a Satanist, first of all. But if you tell me you're a Tennessee fan, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like saying maybe you're not. I'm saying you're not. I'm saying you're absolutely not a Tennessee fan if you schedule your wedding for the third Saturday in October. But we're on our way, and uh, man, Tennessee is about to beat us. We are undefeated. Tennessee is about to beat us. Daniel Lincoln is lining up for his field goal, and Mount Cody 
comes through there and blocks it. And I literally pulled the car off on the side of the road. I'm hitting the steering wheel. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. My kids are freaking out. My wife's freaking out. Everybody's freaking out because we're on our way to our wedding. And I just pulled the car over and screamed at the top of my lungs because I couldn't believe for the second time he had blocked that kick, man. I know there's, and honestly, still to this day, I have it on my phone and I can make it my ringtone. Every now and then, like the week of the Tennessee Wait. game, I'll make it my ringtone. I do. I do indeed. We yeah, got to tell Connor what ringtone you know. is. Oh, my current ringtone is actually Chris. So my text message, because Chris was going off with me one time about the Auburn-Alabama folks and how everybody gets up, or, you know, gets so upset about it. And he's like, honestly, the message he leaves me goes, and we're fighting for, wait for it. The Outback Bowl. And so that's my text message now. Whenever I get a text, it goes, wait for it. The Outback Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I've got a so, so non, non-Bama game. Message. All right, non-Bama game. Dude, I grew up really liking Georgia. Um, I grew up – man, I really got to where I kind of like LSU. That's one of the things I will say, and, and the, the pod group really doesn't give me a hard time about it because I am an Alabama fan. But honestly, I like a lot of other teams. I really like it when the SEC goes out of conference and beats a team they're not supposed to beat. You know, just just yeah. demolishes you know somebody. And and because I always think that makes the rest of the conference looks good. Because then when when Alabama beats you know an Auburn that just went out and beat Oregon, then I'm like, yeah, we, we would kill Oregon. You know, so I would say right. probably one of the bowl games. But I then nothing's jumping out specific. But something where we went out and just demolished. You know, in Oregon, got any time we beat Ohio State. There's so many teams that beat Ohio State because they suck so bad. But I, any time we go out and beat Ohio State, any time we go out and beat Notre Dame, I, I, I loathe both of those teams. Preach. And then, okay, I tell you what, I tell you what, I tell you what, LSU last year in UCF. God, I was so tired of hearing oh, yeah. UCF stuff. And one of my best friends is actually in the group, Chris Pleasant. Shout out to Chris Pleasant, UCF fan, and he gives me a hard time every single time. And that was the first time that I was able to look back at him and be like, shut your mouth, dude. <laughs> so thank you, LSU. And you suck, Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> Those I'm are his saying. words I'm and just mine. Saying. So just so everyone knows that. <laughs> Jay, I've got one more question before uh, we get the two-minute drill here. And you might have already answered this, right. but in case you haven't, best sports moment of your life? All right, so when I was... I mean, my parents got divorced when I was eight, so I was probably nine or ten because we were in the airport, and I was flying out to uh, see my dad out in California, and uh, saw Bear Bryant. This was probably the year what? before he retired and passed away. Saw Bear Bryant in the airport, and uh, he actually was at the ticket counter, like right next to me. And so I looked over at him. I'm like, "That's definitely Bear Bryant." <laughs> you know, he's talking. He's got. I think I've got a deep voice, but Bear Bryant had a really deep voice. And so I could hear him and everything. And so we get to the gate, and oddly enough, he's like right across the gate from me also over there as well. I guess he was flying to go recruit somebody or something. So I went over there, and I said, you know, Coach, can I get your autograph and stuff? And so he signs autographs, and he says, what's your name? And I said, Jay. And he writes out two James, like two James Bear Bryant. <laughs> right now. And, I, and I look at it, and I go, Okay, thank you. And I walk away. And I tell you, I'm like, if, if Bear Bryant puts down your name to James, you just change your name to James. I was going to say. My name's James now. So I've still got this autograph to this day, and it says to James. And everybody you see is like, I didn't know your real name was James. I'm like, yeah, it's not. It is for Bear Bryant, though. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is an awesome story, man. Um, so before, before we go, do you have any questions for us? 
All right, so, man, you guys get asked all these fourth and long questions all the time. Um, I always like to hear you guys when you guys get to be fans. So so what is your fan moment? What's the, what's the moment that you think to yourself, man, I've really got a great job. This is, this is the best job I could ever possibly have. Because I know these jobs get frustrating at times, but there's probably got to be a time <laughs> where you're like, but in retrospect, <laughs> I could be doing something yeah. else other than – you know, interviewing Sean Alexander or whatever it is. What's your, right. what is your fan moment that you look at and you're like, this, I got the best job ever. I'm never leaving this job. Connor, you go Mark, first. So, so for me, getting to put together stories in which I get to talk to people that I've idolized in the past or, or, you know, just, I, I've seen them have this, this massive level of success to me, that makes it fun and getting those, you know, if it's a, if it's a one-on-one for me and what I've done in, it throughout my life, that that's like as good as it gets, and I come away thinking, man, this is this is so freaking cool. Like, I to be able to I've talked about it before. Getting to do that Auburn story on Ronnie Cadillac was so much fun, and even just you know a couple months ago, getting to go down to IMG and you know talking to Justin Jefferson and getting to talk to Grant Delpit and those guys about you know about Jefferson. Like that's that's where I get the most sort of jollies in this job and getting to do those stories. The games itself are fun too. I mean, getting to go to the Peach Bowl and having that experience, Marlon and I being there, like, I don't want to speak necessarily for you. That was one of the top moments I've had as a reporter, just getting to cover something like that. When you realize it's on the brink of a national championship and what this LSU team was about, I like feeling like I'm watching history and games that do that where you feel like you're seeing something you've never seen before to me is where all I want to do is take a step back and just be like in that moment. And so for me, the Peach Bowl was was one of those experiences. But the getting to tell those stories, that's why I got into this business. And that's something that I always want to do, regardless of, you know, what my role is in a specific, you know, for a specific company or, you know, with what we do. So Top that, Marla. there's like, Top there's that, like yeah, <laughs> um, no offense. It won't be hard um, because this has been like that. No, 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 rude way. It's like, Connor, this is like my, this for me is like if you worked for the Cubs. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it, and I'm not, that came out wrong. That came out so wrong. I'm sorry. That, that came out very wrong. That was aggressive. So, that was a really no, aggressive. That's not, what I, that's not what I meant at all. I, I, I swear to God. But um, so when I first got this job, you have to remember too that like, I just inserted myself into a conversation at the bar I had worked at for six years and was never going to, like, to this day, I'll say, was never going to leave. Like, I have, like, my old GM, she flat out told me, like, when I was, like, going on, like, one of those, like, story rants from last year, and she's like, you know, if you you kind of bitch about these guys that fired you as a joke on social media, but, like, if they didn't, you would have never left. And I was like, yeah, you're 100% right. So I get this job because I inserted myself in this conversation with this guy who was presented to me. He's like, oh, he owns a blog. And I was like, yeah, me too, bro. Like, like high five. <laughs> and it ends up being Kevin Duffy, who's the president of, of Saturday on South or, or Saturday Football Inc. And it was like, you know, it was just, it was like a cool thing. So then I, I get this job and like the level of like unprofessionalism that you guys think I have now, you should have seen it in 2017. It was just so much more. And and I remember like getting to go on these trips where it was like, we went to Athens and they, they paid me to eat. <laughs> like they paid me to go to these like different like restaurants and stuff to eat all this food and film like a Anthony Bourdain like special and then go out that night with a camera with a bunch of co-eds and this is when I was still like younger and and fun and attractive and I was like yeah this is the best job ever like this is and I just remember I remember driving back I remember driving back from Athens Georgia on opening day 
of college football. And I had slept for like two hours because I was out at Little Italy and all the other bars the night before until like 5 a.m. And, and just having a blast. And I remember and I woke up and I was so happy because it was Christmas morning and football was starting. And I, I was like driving, I was driving to, um, to Atlanta for the, for the Bama-Florida State game. And that was like a, the one versus three matchup because I was going to that game. Yeah, and I just yeah. remember just like breaking, like I had, I had like just broke down crying and just was like, the, the, and like the, what I get to do every Saturday is like, it's like the best, it's the best job in the world. It's the best job in the world. So that was like, for me, like I don't tell that one as much just because you guys all know the other ones, I think. Like the Peach Bowl, you know, being on the field after that and like being like, being able to touch Joe Burrow's jersey, which sounds creepy because it is, but like that was really <laughs> cool. And then I think also the, the one that, Connor even mentioned, and that one this year, like being in the press box for an Alabama game, which is like when I when I like jokingly say that that's like been my favorite thing. That was like the only foundation of any relationship I had, like with my dad growing up and watching football every Saturday for like fourteen hours, and it was what we loved. It's what we did. Like it's what everyone does down here, and to be able to be in the the press box and and be able to come like not to toot my own horn, but like you know, kind of come that far. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. It'll probably never be top. So I don't even know why I even go on anymore. Jeez, like, you also get to work with Connor too. That's what he meant to say. You meant to add that. that yeah, right, that's right. also right. true. I, and Connor, I swear to God, I did not mean that in like the negative way that it came. It's just that like, like, cause like, you know how big of a Cubs fan you are and you, you've gotten to be like, like, you know, like I got to go, I got to go to the national championship, like for work, like two years ago, it didn't end well. But it was awesome, and then like you go to the orange, like I got to go to the Orange Bowl and sweat my ass off for work. Like that was that was awesome. I can't so explain it's just... how much I like watching him squirm at this point. I'm not squirming. I'm just bragging at this point. No, I just I just I remember I remember like like going. So they they paid me two years ago to go to. So, but Bud Light, we get to do this thing with Bud Light where they they sent me to, they sent me to uh, the Iron Bowl, and then when we went to Georgia Auburn week before, which as y'all know is my favorite rivalry, and somebody who was there filming with us like didn't get all the film that we needed, so they were like, oh, man, all right, well we're just gonna have to make it up and go to a bowl game, and I was like, rats, no, <laughs> <laughs> and we just so we went to we went to Miami for the Orange Bowl, and I was like, this is the best life ever, man. So, Did you think about you continuing go. to screw it up and see if they would come up with up to the national championship eventually? Like if you just kept <laughs> going and screwing it <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm aiming for for this year. I'm going to keep trying to top myself and see what happens. Um, all right, let, let's get into the last, last moment. That was a good question, Jay. Um, sorry again, Connor. That's not what I meant. I swear to God. Um, all right, two-minute drill. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. We're going to ask you uh, some random questions. And then you are going to you more than what your points are. Points. I can tell you that right Can't now. Can I ruin the ending, points. please? There's some people that have never listened to this. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, Connor, two minutes on the clock. First question. What is the worst fan base that you have to uh, filter through on the Facebook group? Oh, my God, dude. That's so mean because I'm going to have to see Out these of the people over and over again. Um, <laughs> this year, this year alone, because I normally love this fan base. This is probably one of my second favorite fan bases. The LSU fan base was just fit to be tied because they were just so awesome. And they finally got the Alabama monkey off their back. And trying to uh, watch the board that night was probably the worst night that I've had since <laughs> That was a tough fan base. That was a tough fan base. This, this year. That's fair. Next year they'll be Okay. Um, go to Road Trip Snack. Mm. 
the uh, God, this is going to sound so bad. This is how I got the 320 pounds, but um, those little combos, those little pretzel things with like the fake cheese inside. I know, I know, but it's like one of the only times I eat them is when I'm on the road. I eat that, and if I'm anywhere in Alabama or Georgia, I get boiled peanuts. Yeah, hell yeah, that's a good answer. You should have just said that and not maybe throw up my mouth and the other thing. <laughs> That, the people that eat combos, it, it blows my mind. It's like that's like a pickle in a bag thing. Cause it, it like I'm like who is one like hey you want some cheddar and tilapia pretzels? Like sure, absolutely, whatever combination we throw in there. Uh, okay, next question. Cheddar, it's like cheese powder. They just mash in a pretzel. Yeah, it's these are my answers, not yours. These are my answers. Yeah, good point. My bad. Go ahead. Um, okay, next question. Uh, what is your bucket list concert you want to go to? Do they have to still be alive? Because Led Zeppelin, oh, if I could pick Dead, I would love. I would love to have seen Led Zeppelin, but I, I I was old enough, probably, but probably too young. Um, currently, man, dude, this is going to sound odd. This is a little peel, what is it, peel behind the onion in my life. Um, I really, really like a group, and you guys can go out there and look them out if, you, uh, if you're weird like me, called Gangsta Grass. And they uh, they do bluegrass and gangster rap, and they mix it together. And uh, I would love to go see those guys live in, like, in front of a really, you know, just piped up crowd. I think there are a couple of them from Philly, so maybe in Philly where they're kind of back home and everything's going wild. I would love to see that, but it's kind of it's a all about combinations with you. That's fun. Um, <laughs> okay, ribs. We talked about this the other day, and I was blown away by this answer. Ribs, dry yeah. ribs or wet ribs? Yeah, you didn't even know that there were such things as dry ribs. I think you accused no. me of being perpetually white at that point. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, so dry, dry ribs. Dry ribs are a Memphis thing, and I'm from Memphis. So we, they don't put any sauce on them. They just put um, like a really heavy season on the top of it. And uh, you can serve them later on with some sauce on the side, and then they're called muddy. Or you can actually get it with sauce, and then they're called wet. And I'm a dry rib dude. Once you have dry ribs, because then you're actually tasting the rib. You're not tasting the sauce. That's always been my argument, and that's why I don't like um, barbecue when I go to other places. I only like Memphis. The barbecue should be about the meat, not about the sauce. And Memphis has got a sauce that lets the lets the meat speak, and so that's why you crap that is people beautiful. in North Carolina and Texas and Kansas City and every place else you think you got real barbecue, you're incorrect. Doesn't Alabama have a Do white sauce? Yeah, Alabama's got a white sauce. South Carolina's got a mustard sauce. There's all sorts of them, but you know what it is? Uh, it's always the sauce. You know what they talk about yeah. in Memphis? The freaking meat, because that's that's boom. Um. All right, we're not going to get down the second right there. We can, um, we can end it right there and just tell me. <laughs> no, favorite favorite Bama player of all time? Uh, Sean Alexander. Dude, uh, wasn't even close. Okay. When you guys interviewed him, that was, I was like a fanboy just sitting back and, and listening. And I, you guys actually asked him one of my questions. So you guys were talking oh, about yeah. you know, your moments a second ago. To get past Sean Alexander to answer one of my questions, I was like, dude, I have arrived. If they never bring me <laughs> I have arrived. Sean Alexander yeah, welcome, answered dude. one of my questions. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, he, um, okay, he was great. Okay, let's see here. Favorite Disney princess? <laughs> I've got to say Jasmine because I know it'll give me the points. But uh, yeah, there you I go. have never seen the uh, Tangled girl. I would, I would, I would, I've never seen Tangled, but I've heard that she's a cute one. But I would say Jasmine just because I know it's going to give me <laughs> up to 69 points. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say hottest this time. I said favorite. We moved on from that. I, I, but I like what you know what I you meant. Like, so that's bonus points. I feel like I'm um, okay. answering that question. I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. That was not great. <laughs> um, favorite favorite booze. Booze uh, Blanton's bourbon and Woodford Reserve. If you are uh, if you don't want to sit here and pay 
$60,000 for a, a bottle of uh, taffy or something like that. And I'm telling you, man, just sit back and have some blends, have some Woodford syrup, and drink it all night long. It's awesome. It's way to blends go. Blends is good. Blends is really good. Um, first, assist, for, first former assistant coach to beat Saban. Don't I can tell you, that. I hope it is, just because I think it'll be so much fun. Is <laughs> I hope it'll be Lane Kiffin, but I absolutely oh, yeah. think it's mm. going to be Kirby. I think, I think, yeah. I think Kirby's going to get him before anybody else does. But I, boy, God, would it be good for it to be Lane Kiffin and, and to see that on the field handshake at the end of the game. <laughs> right, negative a thousand points. Um, <laughs> who wins the SEC this year? Ah, <laughs> oh, God dang, man. Um, I don't think it's LSU, but I didn't think it was LSU last year, and so I, I, it's hard. It's hard to pick against somebody who just won it. I, man, everybody's got Alabama again here again, but I, I, Florida. Let's, let's go Alabama and Florida this year. Let's let's just pretend that Georgia's going to get completely beat out of it somehow. Because God, I, I don't want to see um, what I don't want to see is Alabama Georgia again and Alabama beat Georgia. I would just feel bad for their fan base at this point. It's gotten ridiculous. You don't already do what? You don't you don't feel bad for him already? No, I, no, because you know what, guys, it's been close. It's been it don't don't see. I'm not going to sit here and backpedal on my stuff and, and squeal under the finger of <laughs> Badmouth and Connor in front of everybody. Um, I don't because they they've gotten better. They steadily make progress. They got a dagger in the heart last year. Dude. Yeah. That was just a second second and twenty six, and then that one is just two plays that you'll probably you'll probably never see again in that kind of a thing. And so. I mean, they're they're making progress. I honestly okay. think they got um, a good shot next year. We'll see. I do too. Le- next question, last question. I think I already know this from the uh, BS answers you've already given. Favorite co-host, go. <laughs> it's got to be Connor. Even on my review, I-, I said it was all Connor and his co-host, his screaming banshee of a co-host. I think his name is Chris. Uh, Add some frivolity and, and liveness to the to the podcast. You can go look at my five-star review. It's there in black and white. No, we, uh, we'll take your word for it. No, I get it. We get it. Yeah. Love you, um, <laughs> let me uh, Let me add this up real quick. That is a total of 6.8 points don't, to all-time don't, low. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. I need <laughs> Jay, that was fantastic. We'll give you six. We'll give you 6.9 points. That's fine. Uh, that was fantastic, man. We appreciate all the work you do. We honestly could not do most of of uh the stuff on the facebook group and i I wouldn't get through most of my day-to-day life without you so there's that um we appreciate it man we hope you and the fam are well and staying safe through all this stuff and we will obviously talk to you very soon all right